Hello and welcome to Zeus Plug. We are officially recovered from our interview with John Levine last week and we're back straight into Series 10. Very happy to welcome back to the show from Beyond the Sofa, Dave Renane and Peter Adamson. Hello to you both. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, it's a bit of a New Zealand podcast um, loving this week. Um, how are you guys? Splendid. Um, it's been a beautiful sunny weekend down here in Wellington, and I've made the most of it. I, on the other hand, have spent most of the weekend running around doing a school hockey support roles and things, and I'm coming down with the flu everyone seems to have at the moment, moment so yeah. I might be a little bit under the weather. Although a subdued me may be good after my last few years. <laughs> and I must admit, John, there are New Zealand, other New Zealand podcasts out there, um, and we probably uh, should be aware they might be banging on our door complaining, because in terms of numbers, our dear listener may uh, be outnumbered a bit. Right. He's, pro- okay. he's probably listening to them right now. <laughs> Um, now, we obviously didn't do an episode last week for The Lie of the Land. I can direct everyone to Beyond the Sofa, which is on iTunes, uh, to hear a, a really good um, breakdown of that episode, actually. Um, I don't want to Thank talk you. about it. I'm still a little <laughs> bit sore on the whole thing. So let's push straight on uh, to the latest episode of Doctor Who Series 10, which is Empress of Mars. Um, Mark Gatiss's ninth episode of Doctor Who that he's written. Um, oh, and and how does it rank? How does it rank as a Mark Gatiss episode? Peter, we'll go to you first. Empress of Mars. Now, can I just quickly jump in? Um, yeah. <laughs> so good that... Yeah. Yes. Yes. Forgive me um, for interrupting. The reason why it's so great to have you on this episode, Peter, is that um, you created a fantastic uh, comic strip um, or, or sort of graphic novel, really, in a way, wasn't it, uh, called Cydonia, based all around, essentially the history of Mars and the Ice Warriors. So um, you've got a very good insight into this episode. <laughs> Thank you. I'm still recovering from it years on. But uh, yeah, sorry, just um, to, to address your question, Jono, easily top three, Gatus. Really? Maybe top two, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I think he's, he's on form when he doesn't try to be too clever. Um, which is possibly damning with faint praise. But, uh, you know, I, I just said before we started recording to Dave, uh, this isn't a two-watcher, <laughs> unlike mm. Lie of the Land. Uh, you can get through this in a single session and probably switch off your brain and be, be happy enough with it. Will so you ever watch it. it again? Yes, I probably will. Um, I've, got a, I've got an old plastic ice warrior. Well, it's not plastic. It's one of those uh, injection-molded sort of um, vinyl kits. Um, to paint in the garage and um, I've been putting it off for years because how do you paint an ice warrior you use one color um, <laughs> but the, the the new ones are I love the the the, the reflection on the seat suits and everything so I'll probably use it for visual reference at some point oh and, and the story <laughs> um, uh, okay so so a top Mark Gatiss episode but how did it rank kind of season wise you, you uh, mm. Because this is really your thing. Like, you, it, this is a this is Mars and Ice Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did it did it kind of tickle the boxes? Um, it certainly ticked a lot of boxes. Uh, <laughs> I was ticking them off as he was going through, uh, running it through the the, the gate of Citronic. Um But um, yeah, look, it was it was not as good as Oxygen. Um, but it was as easy to watch as you know knock knock smile thin ice right yeah it's it's not one of the classics but it's perfectly enjoyable on its own merits dave 
You know, I'd agree. It's 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 your it's a classically molded traditional disposable story. I don't think there's anything arky in it apart from the Missy stuff, which I think we'll touch on at the end. And it's one I said to my wife, I'm sure we could get my Doctor Who fearing kids to probably watch. I think my daughter mm. will like the fact there's a princess in it. Might have some mm-hmm. reservations about the nature of the princess. But yeah, it was it was good. I, I can't... For me, Gatiss is always a... Uh, writes things like Nebulous or Doctor Who novels. I, I don't think of him as an episode writer. And you say he's done it nine times, and my brain goes, really? And I can't count them on my fingers. I can't recall them. But when he does it well, he writes perfectly serviceably good one-shot episodes that work. This could have been a two-parter, actually. I mean, it could have I, been. I, I would have yeah. appreciated a bit more fleshing out. And, and yeah, yeah. With a reasonably safe pair of hands like Gators, I think you know they could have taken a bit of a punt. Yeah, certainly you know, one one episode fewer of Lie of the Land, you know, I'd have been happy too. But. Well, no, there's mm. there's all these lovely. Well, there's actually only about two or three of them sweeping shots over the surface of Mars and shots of this Martian landscape, and then you sort of vanish down a set bound tunnel. And I thought mm. that could have. You could, it's very small, isn't it? For like, it's it's a tiny story it takes a while to notice that but it is yeah but but if you think about it it's a classic sort of well it's a lot of things but it's more a sort of um howard carter mummy story in a little tomb and stuff rather than it's not it's definitely not michael Caine standing on a clifftop going zulus hundreds of them even though it really wants to be we didn't even see the spaceship no no and it's meant to be very roomy yeah (laughs) Go figure. I thought there was going to be a payoff of that line, but no. It, it, it was like a box ticking exercise because you go, you go, okay, boom, find the tomb, boom, get caught, boom, here comes the queen being awakened, boom, get chucked in a cupboard. But, you know, mm. oh, there's the denouncement where you explain that this guy's a, a, a coward. Oh, God, that felt, I mean, did that whole sort of hanging thing feel very, like that sort of came out of nowhere? And it sort of, it, and it was followed by something that came out of nowhere as well. I'm still scratching my head over why um, Araxa spears Peach when desertion and battle has got to be one of the most dishonourable things mm. to have done. The thing I wondered if, being Mark Gatiss and being a Victoriana fan, if a lot mm. of it is period melodrama pacing sort of stuff. Um, again, it, it, there were just bits of it where I'm sitting there going, I'm sure this is trying to fit into a genre type maybe a little bit too short-handedly because they're a shorter time. Mm. Because, yeah, there were a few things that didn't come out of the blue but but felt like they were beats from a, a story you meant to know. Well, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned Zulu, of course, Dave. There's also sort of... I fancy there were nods to the likes of things like Flashman. Um, Probably, yeah. You, and and um, you know, there was, there was nods to some of his own Doctor Who stories. Oh, yeah. The whole first part of it is Victory of the Daleks, where well, you've got a monster. Well, no, they actually you know. say, um, what, "What's the line? Um, sleep no more. Sleep no more." <laughs> 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 yeah. But the thing I find interesting is Bill is suddenly a movie, a classic movie fan. With things. And like, you know what? I think that. Because that sort of touches on what like she was like in the pilot, and it, that really feels to me like Gatiss is 
read the the character description for Bill before she's actually written properly. Yeah. I, I, mm. I reckon this was written quite early on because it really feels like but, it's one of those. But the point I was going to make... I'd go the, along with that. The point I was going to make I'd is go along with she's it. a movie fan, but she, does, she hasn't seen Robinson Crusoe on Mars, which if you haven't mm. seen it, I watched it when I was about eight, actually has a lot of beats and similar things out of it, um, even down to a, a Martian Man Friday. So <laughs> just little things like that. Is, is, but again, I'm watching it as a 40-year-old male with history behind me. If the kids love this, and as a result, Ice Warriors get a much better f- new Who fan opinion than they did out, than mm. out of Cold, Cold War, it's a win. Did you? Has there ever been an, a female Ice Warrior in anything before? Um, yes. Like any, any... Stuff I've yeah. written, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and also um, Gary Russell's Radio Times comic strip. Oh, of course, um, yes. A, a, a female was she a nice queen as well? She was drawn by Lee Sullivan. Yes, yeah, yes, that was very. He, good. yeah, yeah, not not too dissimilar. Sort of almond shaped eyes, um, but but she had a crown and and the hair. Yes, um, and and most strikingly, a pair of lady bits, which um, I was pleased to see weren't a feature of Araxa this week. We so was it, it wasn't a Cyberwoman style? No, no. or, or Silurian. <laughs> Yeah, no, yes. it, it was very much in the keeping of an established ice warrior hierarchy. Mm. Yeah, I quite like the design. I like the sort of the dreads at the back, and notice that the helmet didn't go all the way around. In fact, you could see through it in some some shots. Right through Tell you what, though, if you close your eyes, it sounds exactly like Sarah Parrish from Runaway Bride. The Rachel. It did. Yep, I was trying to place the voice, and was and mm. she was in my casting. Um, Jono, what did you think? Uh, exactly the same, I think. It just very. It's a watch. I watched it, and it f- sort of washed over me, and and I looked forward to next week's episode. Mm. I think uh, it just felt what, very. What about what about Nardole's disappearance, though? Well, I wonder if that's going to turn out to be something, even if it's Missy with a with a PlayStation controller in her cell. But I mean, why even bother doing that whole? See, that was one of the boxes that was ticked. It was this, you know, the TARDIS. Nardo runs back to the TARDIS for rope, and I think, oh, for once we're not going to get the TARDIS being able to be, you know, oh, I can't get through the door, and then uh, he mm. suddenly well, can't the... operate it. Why? Why even write him into the episode? <laughs> yeah, he was. There was something in the latest Doctor Who magazine which basically said that they he was added into the script, which yeah. makes you think that this was quite an early script. Mm. in the series mm. as well hey by the way can I just say sense. that I'm actually really pleased that I got the Cyberman cover of Doctor Who magazine this this month I'm sorry that Ice Warrior one looked bad sorry is there Cyberman have you seen the two covers what what Cyberman spoilers ah no I've, I've seen it it's a nice cover yeah. you know the Cyberman the Cyberman that's in the vault with Mondas Dave alright oh, right 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 <laughs> touche um, I, I didn't know there were alternate Alternative ones. Uh, oh, John, is, is the Ice Warrior one the um, the head that was recently recovered? No, no, no. Or... It's the it's it's the Empress, and the other right. one is the the Mondasian Cyberman, the planet, which looks yeah. which looks awesome. Um, mm. Now, but, was yeah. it just sorry, sorry? Was it just me, or when the the Victoriana spacesuit popped up in the trailer, was I the only one thinking, "Oh, I bet that's an early Mondasian Cyberman"? I was quite pleasantly surprised to see them change that, but. I don't know for the life of me why they had a different headpiece at the end of the episode than when they had than they had at the start of the episode. That sort of left me a bit confuddled. Hmm. 
I thought that we, uh, my wife thought the good gramophone um, horn on, on the side of the helmet was very, very cute. But I said, you know, a gramophone horn and a really, really, really well blown face glass. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of yeah. Oh, yeah, a little yeah. bit of everything. It's so they can listen to their Professor Elemental albums while they're in, out in space. Uh, if you say so, Dave. <laughs> um, so Missy's in the vault? Oh, yeah, we've already done that. Um, <laughs> So, Missy, I, I've, I've, at the end... I've, I've got this... I've got this we- sorry, Jono. This thought during the week. This is probably very, very um, old thought. But um, Missy um, was found in a vault, in a basement. Are we sure that Missy's not short for missing episode? Oh. Yeah, hey, do you know that? that is it, can I just say, that was my... I'm not sure if you've heard it, but I, I suggested that weeks and weeks ago. I said, this is a whole like multi-layered thing where in the show there's a vault with something inside it. Jimba Dave, I think it was when I was talking to you about about it was Mondas and I said it, I I said that 10th planet episode 4 will be announced at the end of the series. I'm just I don't know, I just thought it would be crazy. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> so so now, top how, how cool just just before we leave it, how cool was the special guest appearance at the end of the episode? Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Voiced by the original actress. I know. No. Yes. Oh, really? I thought he said Churchman was yeah. dead. Good Actually, Lord. She's about 97 or something. Crikey. That was the, the one... You, you think of being a fan and watching a show with your favourite aliens in it or Ice Warriors in it. That was the one punch the ear moment for me. It was like, oh, wow, yes, go for it. The voice came on and was like, do it, do it, do it. yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was particularly pleased because that was was sort of where I was intending to go with Sidonia that the, mm. the Alpha Centaurans were going to be the first contact. Wow. Yeah. And Gators got there first. Ah uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you did do Sidonia nearly twenty years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had ample let opportunity. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> No more Frozen references this week, no, please. No more Frozen <laughs> references. And now it's time for this week's regeneration game. Uh, Dave, Peter, you're going to be Jesus. facing off against each other again uh, this week. And you're going to be playing a game. We have played it before, but now it's with a twist called 5 at 10, the classic series edition. And radio Mummy. silence. Uh, cool. <laughs> We've heard uh, your show is, uh, before, Jonah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now, Dave, you emailed, um, like, I think it was last week or the week before, just saying that I might want to consider making the questions a little easier. And I certainly took that into consideration this week. So I, I, I'm um, going to pay for that, aren't I? <laughs> let's, let's see how we go. Uh, so very simple, very simple competition. Uh, all you've got to do, you're each going to get three, sound, uh, a piece of audio. It is from... 10 minutes in to a Doctor Who story, classic Doctor Who story, episode one, and it's only five seconds worth. And you have so to classics. guess what the story is. Classic series. Classic series, yes. Uh, you're each going to get one from the 60s, one from the 70s, and one from the 80s. You can choose them in whatever order you like. Uh, Peter, you can go up first. What would you like your first one to be? Uh, start me off on the 60s. Come back with us. 
Space Museum. I don't know, Space, space Museum. I've not seen it. So. No, it's not. Dave, for half a point. Is it The Dominators? No, but you're very close. It was The Invasion. Ah. It was The Invasion. Ah. Oh, hang on, two oh, minutes God, into the first episode, the animated one. Yeah. Yes, ah. this one. Yeah. Mm. All right, Dave. Sixties, seventies, or eighties? Oh, let's, let's. I'm going to get them wrong anyway, so we'll get do them in order, eh? Okay. Sixties. Mm. Here we go. Yep. Oh, there aren't any windows. <laughs> there aren't. Any, Vicky, going. There aren't any windows. I'm assuming it's Vicky. It sounds like Vicky. Could be Polly. Oh, you might be right. It might be Polly. Uh, oh, is it? Is it Susan and the Aztecs? Final answer. I suppose so. Yeah. Mm, it's not right, Peter. Half a point. Uh, Galaxy Four. It's not Galaxy Four. You were closer mm. with your answer for the first question. It was the Space Museum. Oh, for God's sake! And it was Barbara. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right, Pete, your second question. Let's get some points on the board here. Do you want to go 70s yes. or 80s? Let's go 70s. 70s. Oh, 70s, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. 3.062. 3.062, check. It's a woman. Um, <laughs> Sorry, was this the 70s? Or the 80s? Yes. No, 70s. Um, time Monster. It is the time monster. Woo! Excellent. Woo-hoo. Well done. <laughs> Points on the board. Yes, is it, it is. Um, it's it's Ruth and Stu. Yeah, uh, down, doing uh, tinkering around, around with Tom Tit. Uh, Dave, do you want to go seventies now? That may as well. Yep. Would you like me to talk about? What have you done with our crewmates? I'm, yep. I'm waiting for the one that's actually just background noise. Because it's when no one's speaking. <laughs> oh, here's one of those. Is it Planet of oh Evil? It is not Planet of Evil. Peter, half a point. Is it Sontaran Experiment? It is the Sontaran Experiment! Oh! You're on fire! Oh, done! There's a trace of South African accent in there, I'm sure. Wow. Fantastic. All right. Um, your turn. You could... You could um, I'm not saying you could win this. Could you win this from this? Possibly. <laughs> um, but let's go anyway. Oh, 80s. Peter, here we go. 80s. Sulfur. Some sort of volcanic action? Wrong time and place for that. Visitation. <laughs> too, too good. <laughs> Peter Adamson. Wow. <laughs> You're the man. That was an easy one. Yeah. Weirdly enough, um, I remember watching The Visitation with you about 20 years ago uh, at your flight in I remember that too. Mad days, Johnny. It's a fix, damn it. It's a fix. <laughs> Dave, come on. How about this one? Just to, you know, bring it, bring one, bring it home. Get a point on the board. Are you ready? For the 80s. Now the boat turns to me and says, what are you doing? <laughs> I actually put a different set of headphones in to try and cut down bleed. <laughs> I cannot, couldn't oh, actually yeah. hear any of that. You can't hear any of it? I, 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 I got... I got a one line, but um, could I have it again, please? Yeah, certainly. <laughs> now the boat turns to me and says, what are you doing? Yeah, that didn't help at all. 
<laughs> Peter, do you know this one? In. Uh, oh. I take a guess, mm. but I reckon I'm wrong. Is it Attack of the Cybermen? It's not Attack of the Cybermen. It no. is. It is cherished, beloved British comedians hail and pace in survival. And the next line is, you can't outrun a a lion. I only have to outrun you. It's not the lion I have to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Outrun you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Adamson, smashing it out of the park. Congratulations, you you win. (laughs) Dave, I'm sorry, yet again. That's okay. Sorry. I have no pride. Okay. No, um, that's, that's a downtrod day. <laughs> and we just have time now for a quick uh, anything but who this week, where we talk about anything apart from Doctor Who that's spinning our wheels. Uh, Peter, you're up first. Yeah, um, thanks, Jono. Um, today, very sad day, sad news to wake up to. Um, and the, uh, I wouldn't say untimely, but the, 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 the death of Adam West. Mm. Um, Adam West was uh, one of my Batman. I've um, I've run hot and cold on him over the years. I I loved him as a kid. I got turned off him as a teenager, as you do, and then I've rediscovered him in the last few years. And um, in fact, uh, I've been listening to a really decent podcast um, dedicated to the to the West uh, TV series called To the Bat Poles, which I'd like to have a wee shout out to. Um, it comes off the Deconstructing Comics website, uh, presented by two brothers, Tim and Paul. And if you ever thought um, that there could be a podcast that takes the 60s ser- series seriously, but not too seriously, uh, then To The Bat Poles is it. It's just um, lovely to hear, really well researched. Do they do it, what, is it like episode by episode? or Episode by episode. Wow. Um, they occasionally get the scripts. They've talked to guys who have the official license to to make the to make the Batmobile like a driving workable Batmobile, and um, they've just recently covered the Batman Green Arrow Green Arrow Green Hornet um, crossover episode, mm-hmm. and that's quite cool. Um, there's in their letters um, section actually very very relevant right now. They talk about. Um, gender politics within the series as well and, and and just what the women of the series get to do whether they're either mother figures or femme fatales or pretty much there just to answer the phones uh, which uh, um, I find really interesting given that you know the last week the last 10 days has been exceedingly good for DC female mm. superheroes um, to have that sort of conversation now so that's my recommendation and uh, rest in peace Mr West Dave. Well, I might, if it's okay, forego doing one just to thoroughly re-endorse Peter's, because, yeah, Adam West was my first superhero. I can Mm. remember when Superman came out, my dad having to explain to me that um, he's been around as long as your mate Batman. So, yeah, I I think uh, it's a sad loss, and along with Peter Salis as Wallace and Roger Moore as mm. 007. We've, in the past two weeks, lost a lot of our gentlemen adventurers of our youth. So I will be going to the Bat Poles, I think. 
It's like 2016's Revenge. <laughs> I'm thinking it was all over. Mm. Does someone get Tom Baker into a fridge now? <laughs> don't even say it. Uh, speaking of 2016's <sighs> Revenge, um, this week's so my my thing it is is a little past tense as well, but um, I, on Friday, very much enjoyed the epic that was the BBC election coverage um, of the UK <laughs> glad somebody did. general election. Um, just when you thought, you know, it had all stopped, to, like, like you say, 2016, it's, it's back again and the cards are thrown up in the air and where will they fall? Well, in the DUP's lap, really, at the moment, yes. by the of it, um, which is just <laughs> mad. I mean, yeah. Our election's going to be so boring after this, John. I know. Thank I know. heavens for that. <laughs> We've got nothing on this. Well, uh, well, in Comey this week as well. I mean, it's it's all mm. gone. You know, the circle is coming round again. But the thing, I suppose, with the British election, and you probably have a better handle on this than I do, John. But yeah, this is only part two. This is the third part. This is the conclusion of the trilogy <laughs> still to come. <laughs> because we still haven't done. Brexit yet? Yeah, may may not be about much longer. Seen <laughs> mm. posted a few times, and I don't. Know. I've seen a couple of things saying May to December, and that's it. Um, <laughs> which is if she's lucky. Too bad. Yeah, Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Goodness, that's, oh, mm. that's back if, again. <laughs> if that's the best the Tories can do, they are seriously, and you can put a big bleep over whatever you want. Just. Have, have you have you have you figured out the Who connection yet, Johnny? Uh, Harriet Jones. No. Oh. To lose is to win, and he who wins shall lose. <laughs> Brilliant! Hadn't even thought about that, but that is uh, that's yeah that that works well. So uh, yes, more to come on that over the next few days. I think um, we'll the may next, survive the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> not for me, it's not. But anyway. Um, cool, that's it for us for this week. Thank you very much, Beyond the Sofarians, for uh, joining Zeus Plug this week. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for having us. A little plug for Beyond the Sofa? Uh, is on SoundCloud, Facebook and iTunes. Uh, also on Twitter, <laughs> at Sofageddon. What? Oh, no, no, I keep on forgetting. I, I, I say it's, and it's got a blog and all this, but the Sofageddon is the name of Beyond the Sofa. <laughs> Yeah, we are yeah, appalling at promoting ourselves. <laughs> there is, I'm glad to say that you also have a, um, a Facebook page which is uh, about a weight loss program. Have you guys noticed that? Mm. No. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. What? It's so forgetting and you can't go wrong. <laughs> what? Just, just Facebook Beyond the Sofa and you've got, let's say, two options uh, for your... Oh, crap. <laughs> <Julian> pleasure. <laughs> anyway, um, we will be back again next week for the Eaters of Light, Rona Monroe, uh, back again after 23 years, I want to say. No, mm. more than that. God, no, 28. Blimey. Uh, so we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. See you later. Good night. Bye. <laughs>
I'm happy you're glad. Happiness will prevail.